Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. The Morning Drive on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3. Dot com. The uh, Gates Flooring Center chat line is open. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app for that. Uh, you're probably going to see more uh, pictures of this today, maybe a full-fledged video. But uh, Joey McGuire, the head football coach, climbed the crane yesterday. Oh, cool. So I, it's funny because I was uh, I was driving by the stadium yesterday and I saw the, the cranes up and the flags. And I was like, I wonder when he's going to do that. And I'm like, surely we'll, surely we'll get a heads up on that. But... Um, didn't get the heads up on that, but maybe they, maybe they put it out there on the Twitterverse, or maybe they just kind of did that incognito, so to speak. Yeah, I'll be shocked if there's not video. Oh, there. I mean, I've already seen pictures. Yeah, I've already yeah. seen pictures of him on mm-hmm. on the very top. You know, wearing a hard hat and you know, let's go and guns up and all that kind of stuff. It just would have been would have been fun to see. I wonder how long it took him uh, to climb it. And well, it was, he, he climbed it on the hottest day of the year so far. Now we're gonna be break that today, right? So you know, shout out to Coach McGuire for doing that. That's going up there, impressive. Doing mm-hmm. it when it's a hundred degrees outside, that adds to it. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, he had long pants on too, so um, maybe that's probably a, a safety safety issue. That might be right. You know, but still, I'm uh, I'm I'm curious curious on the uh, details. Or uh, for something like that. Uh, West Virginia continues to look for a uh, head basketball coach. Um, I saw saw one report yesterday that included uh, Ben McCollum. Um, they talked about internal candidates. Uh, and then I thought this was interesting. Um, the Boston Celtics coach, who has West Virginia ties, held a Zoom with the team, basically encouraging the team to stay together. So... I mean, they're 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 certainly trying to to figure it out as best they can, um, and apparently the uh, Youngstown State coach is also um, in the mix for this. Um, they're just trying to figure out what's the obviously the best. You have to think. There's a part of me that wonders: Did they think uh, that that something was going to happen, and did they have somebody kind of on ice, so to speak, to say, "Hey, look." We've told him one more, one more, buddy boy, and you're gone. You have to think that they had a list of names ready to go. I think all ADs do. Yeah, but I mean, this like, would be this would be like an extra special list. I mean, like a like a hey, we're thinking that this isn't gonna. We may not even he may not even make it to uh, to the season. So we've got this in case he doesn't. In case he screws up again, here's our here's our list. Maybe. You're not really very interested in this story, are you? The no, West it's Virginia. A, it's a Big Twelve school. I, yeah. I'm so I mean, I'm interested. I, I'm always interested in the finish. Like, okay. who they hire? Okay, so mm-hmm. they hire. Okay, let me see where mm-hmm. he came from and what he did. I, I just don't spend a lot of time, you know, speculating. Speculating. Okay. It's just not what I do. No, I know that's that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. But no, I I mean, like I said, I, you asked me a question. I think all ads always have a list. Sure. Ready. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. I I think they're doing it wrong if they don't. Yeah. Okay. Whether it's extra special or not. I mean, because we had a guy warming up in the bullpen when (laughs) Huggins started the season. I I don't know if they they got that or not. If they're that far down the road, Mm -hmm. just fire the guy. Move on. Yeah. Yeah, And I I think there's maybe part of them that feels like, okay, we've ripped the band aid off. At least we know what we've got here. And we, you know, we, the the black, the black. Beforehand. Do you think? Do you think he sh- he shouldn't have been given the second opportunity that he got in um, in May? Yeah, correct. Yeah, I mean nobody else is is getting away with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, you would you would have thought uh, that they would have had um, well, cause. you know. And again, I'll, 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 I'll let me change my answer on that because okay. we talked about that before, and mm-hmm. I, I, you know, the nobody else is getting away with that is accurate. Mm-hmm. Okay. But because people hurt people's feelings, I don't think that they should be canceled anymore. I mean, I don't think they should just immediately be canceled. But we now cancel everybody who hurt somebody's feelings. Okay? Not that they beat somebody up or not that they, you know, um, you know, attempted manslaughter or something. Mm-hmm. But they say things and hurt Stole people's money feelings. money or whatever. Right. Okay? And we cancel them. I think we're a little bit oversensitive on stuff like that now, but maybe I'm not the right person to ask on that. But um, if you go by the way of the world, Bob Huggins should have been fired, mm-hmm. right? The way mm-hmm. we're doing things now. Mm-hmm. But again, I, I'd I'd like to see the world be a little bit thicker skinned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I share that. Yeah, I think that's 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 well said. Yeah, and, and so you let guys open their mouth and they say stupid things, and you're like, that guy's an idiot. You know what? I shouldn't want my kid to go play for him. Okay. Or if I'm a university, I'm like, you know what? I don't want him representing our university. But you know what West Virginia said? Hey, we, oh man, hey, we're gonna slap him on the wrist because we want him representing our university. Mm-hmm. That was that's West Virginia. They show who you are. Right, that you, your character as a university, right there, and your athletic department shows who they are and what they're about. Okay, for a guy who hasn't really won that big in quite a while. Yeah, I mean, it's been 2010 since he's been to the Final Four, and uh, you know, it's had recently but, had losing seasons. Yeah, I mean, that that's what West Virginia. Hey, man, that's the guy we want representing us. Mm-hmm. Have at it, West Virginia. Yeah, have at it. It was. Uh, they felt like he was uh, he was the guy, and they felt like they had this one more season, and now they're trying to figure out a way to, to keep this team together. You know, and it, I, I wonder, you know, for these for these guys that are actually on the team, you know, that have to now make this decision over the next twenty eight days or whatever they have left. Um, it, it, you know, if you you want if if the team bond is there then it may not matter as long as the style of play doesn't change dr- drastically. And, you know, the, the, you could make a case of, hey, splitting up and going off on your own individual distance, you're probably not going to have the success with another team that you could have collectively. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And, and I'll be honest with you, a lot of times in this situation, people are like, oh, I feel bad for those kids. Those kids, Joe and their families, chose for him to go play for Bob Huggins. They did, and they, they knew what they were getting into. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. the kids who sign on after a team is under investigation, and they're like, okay, well, they're they're um, punished by no NCAA postseason next year, okay? Well, maybe don't sign with a school who's under investigation. 
Maybe don't commit to that program that you know was cheating before. Or that's suspicious of cheating. And then... It's sorry about you. Yeah, right. Sorry about you. <laughs> right. Okay? Right. So I, I don't feel bad for those kids that are, well, they didn't do the cheating, but you knew they were under investigation yeah. and you didn't choose to go somewhere else. Yeah, and you could have gone plenty of other places. Yes. You could have so, gone plenty of other places. Sorry so, about you. You know, so you, you, you made that decision. Yeah. Uh, just like these kids with regard to West Virginia. I mean, it's there's a lot, lot within the transfer portal, blah, 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 blah. Um, Another name that's come up is Andy Kennedy, who was also apparently in the mix at one point in time here. Um, but what, whatever happens, so if they don't go internal um, and and either name an interim or say, hey, this guy's going to coach us for the time being, much like what Texas did, although Texas was obviously in season, so it's a, it's a different set of circumstances, um, but still a really talented team if they can keep the team together. Um, but then you'll have another school that'll be disrupted. Yeah, no, that's fair. You know, you know, those are the kids you feel bad for. Yeah, because here they are, June. Yeah. You know, they're they're getting ready for they the season, and they didn't know their coach was going to leave. Them. They didn't know their coach was going to leave, and coaches mm-hmm. leave, and the coaches leave, and much like the kids leave, only it's, the tables are turned now because the the kids can leave. Just maybe in some cases easier than the coaches can leave. It depends out what the buyout is like. Or <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, so, I mean, it's kind of like... buyout with the players. Right, yeah. right. But there's a limited number of times, supposedly, that they can transfer. Mm-hmm. But it's like, uh, okay, if you want to scratch set a check, you know, you can go pretty much anywhere you want to go. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. 20th day of June already. Here is Jeff McGuire with this day in sports history. Going to 1936. It kind of sounded like an old-time newscaster there. Well, we're going to 36, <laughs> so it's kind of a rule, isn't it? Yeah, no, he was he was playing the part. It was playing the part. He was yeah. getting in character there. Okay. American sprinter Jesse Owens at the 100-meter <laughs> world record of 10.2 seconds. That was very good. You need to have only black and white clothes on right now, though. Well, you know... <laughs> Can't help you there. Next time. White, shot, white, white sock shirt was dirty. Uh, 1950, Joe DiMaggio gets his 2,000th hit, and the Yankees beat the Indians 8-2. to 1968, Jim Hines becomes the very first person to run the 100 meters under 10 seconds. He's uh, Hines that spells his name H-I-N-E-S. This is correct. His time was 9.95. Mm. That was quick. 1982, Pete Rose is the fifth to appear in 3,000 games. Cobb, Musial, Aaron, and Yaz are the others. Who have Yaz. Yaz played in 3,000 games. I did get to see him play uh, one game. Well, you only missed 2,999. I know, but I mean, I, it was, I mean, it was really cool getting to see, getting to see him play. It's a pretty big name to get to see. Yeah. Sure. 1984, Oakland A's Dave Kingman hits his third Grand Slam of the season and 14th of his career. God, he could, I mean, he could hit the baseball. Specifically when there were runners on base, Mm -hmm. yeah. He swung and missed a lot. Kingman could also swing and miss. Yeah, Yeah. Feast or famine. He was not looking to push one through the right side. (laughs) (laughs) There was no sacrifice for him. 
Um, I hate this day in 1986. Tony La was fired as the manager for the Chicago White Sox. Mm. And they bring in Jim Fergosi. She were and not it, a White Sox fan. I at wasn't that point. one then. Yeah. But this started what happened two years ago. That this is the reason two years ago happened. Because my owner fired LaRusso <laughs> was upset. He's been my owner ever since I've been watching the White and owned the team for a very long time. It was just how you said that. And he's just mm, mm. He should have kept in Tully Arusa then and we'd have been fine. But no, had to bring him back. Jeff is not married, so he can say <laughs> the owner of his favorite team is his owner. Yeah. Sure. If he's married, he would say She's the Mrs. Yeah. McGuire is his owner. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, 1993, NBA Finals. Chicago Bulls become the first team since the legendary Boston Celtics of the 60s mm. to win three consecutive titles with a 99-98 victory in Game 6 over the Phoenix Suns. I don't think I need to tell you who the NBA... Uh, P of the finals was. Now, do you think we'll do you think we'll see that again, or do you think we'll even see back to back NBA champions? Yeah, I do. Okay, especially with the way they're putting, you know, the super teams super together. Teams together. Yeah. yeah. So, what's your favorite play in that series? In that one? Yeah. Got to be the final shot, right? Mm -hmm. Charles Barkley gambling on defense. <laughs> what a dumb move! What a dumb move! They weren't going to win that series anyway. John Paxson, man. So money. So money. That's like one of my favorite shots ever. Yeah. 1994, former NFL running back and broadcaster and actor, O.J. Simpson is arraigned on murder of Nicole Simpson and Ronald Goldman. Mm. And in 2019, Duke power forward Zion Williamson is the first pick by the New Orleans Pelicans. God, he has been a bust, hasn't he? And and now he's supposedly on the trade block. Yeah, here he's on the trade block. He just has had a hard time staying healthy. Part of it is his weight. He's just too 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 heavy. I, it's hard to call him a bust. It feels like his numbers have still been pretty decent when he plays. But it, it, right, that's the catch. Yeah. When he plays, yeah. I mean, over his career, twenty five point eight points a game. It's hard to call him a bust. But, yeah, but I mean, he hasn't. But yeah, I mean, games played over the last three seasons: twenty four, sixty one, twenty nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I mean, it's, it's. I'm not saying bust is the wrong word. Mm -hmm. It's just that disappointment. How about that? Yeah, no, no doubt. You just can't stay healthy. Mm -hmm. It is National Vanilla Milkshake Day. I, I am out of the vanilla milkshake. I will take a vanilla milkshake. That would be number two on my list behind the strawberry. I'm not ordering one, but if someone were to offer me one, I would gladly accept. I go chocolate. And then I go malt over milkshake. Well, that's a different Wait a minute. You said you'd, you'd go chocolate milkshake. I would go chocolate over vanilla. <clears throat> but if somebody but offered you them as vanilla. I'm not, yeah, if someone offers me a, a milkshake, I'm not going to turn it down. I like the vanilla milkshake with real strawberries in it. There you go. A little strawberry. To make it cream. a strawberry. I was going to say, isn't this a strawberry? <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, but I mean, I, the genesis is the vanilla milkshake with the real strawberries. Okay? Not the, not the you know. The syrup. Syrup, you know, milkshake, the strawberry or the, you know, prefab, you know, strawberry. I want the vanilla, real vanilla with real strawberries. Happy birthday, Nicole Kidman, who is 56. Mm -hmm. Lionel Richie, 74. 
John Goodman, 71, Brian Wilson, 81, and former Astro Carlos Lee is 47. And I could tell I think you... he was another guy that was known as the big cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of many. Uh, I could tell you today about the nuclear hotline agreed to by the U.S. and the Soviet Union in 63, but we've done that already. We, we have. We did, we, did, we, did that, we did that last year. We did that last year, and I, okay. and I think we the year before. in the hall yesterday. Don't you remember, Chuck? Yeah. yeah. Um, instead, we moved to the water. More accurately, today in 1975, we learned that it's not safe to go into the water. Oh. Bum, bum. Because bum, Jaws, bum, bum, film directed by Steven Spielberg that made countless viewers <laughs> afraid to get into the water, mm -hmm. opens in theaters. The story of a great white shark that terrorizes a New England resort town became an instant blockbuster and the highest grossing film in movie history until it was bested by Star Wars in 1977. Jaws was nominated for Academy Award and Best Picture category and took home three Oscars for Best Film Editing, Best Original Score, and Best Sound. And from this point forward, all sharks are named Bruce. And that is the stance for Is that right? That was the name of the shark in Jaws mm -hmm. for the, the crew. Okay. And um, like go, Finding Nemo Shark, Bruce. Like So in the movie they called it Bruce? No, it, oh. the crew called crew. it Bruce oh, okay. for it being very hard to work with and whatnot. I don't know who it was named after, but that got out. And then pretty much from that point forward, everyone, anyone who ever names a shark names it Bruce. In honor of Jaws. I just name them all baby. <clears throat> okay. What about mommy? Or daddy? They're all just deduce to me. Okay. Deduce. The girl that was the swimmer in the opening scene in Jaws, uh -huh. she also uh, was in the parody of Jaws, the film 1941. Which was also a Steven Spielberg movie. Okay. There was a parody. It was a parody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 1941. It was mm -hmm. a parody of lots of different things, but it okay. was it was really it was. A, a, I guess you'd have to have seen it to feel like it was funny. I, I thought I thought it was funny. You ever seen 1941, Jeff? Okay. okay. Been a while, but yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, Jim Belushi, right? No, John Belushi. John. Yeah, John's in that one. Yeah, yeah, John, yeah, yeah. yeah. John Belushi. Mm. John Belushi. His next guest was John Beeline. <laughs> John Beeline, who who who's also thought to be rumored for the West Virginia <laughs> job, you know, because he was there at one point in time and then left. He brought him up yesterday. That's the only reason. That yeah, right. Yeah. He's seventy. He's seventy. Uh, somebody says this. Carlos Lee was El Caballo. Mm. Okay. Okay. Mm. But yeah, it was it was it was shocking going to, to Jaws because I mean, you know, you didn't have big clips out and nobody and you know you didn't really get it ruined for you until you went to the movie and you tried to not not try to ruin it for somebody else. But I mean, it was it was it was, it was fun. It was a good movie. Just going I, into the I liked it. Just going into the theater and and seeing it. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember doing that six fifty five this morning. Here on the morning drive. Thank you for putting this song in all of our heads this morning. Wasn't me that did it. Yeah. Speaking of ruining it for people, <laughs> we just ruined their day. Yeah. 
I'm just trying to help you get it out of your head now because Jamie's the one that put it in our heads. <laughs> it wasn't in Chuck's head. It went it over. It went over. It did go over head. my head. It did. It yeah. went over my head. All right, we'll uh, talk some Big 12 football next. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good morning with Jamie Linton, Jeff McGuire, and Chuck Hines. We'll have baseball for you on the air today. The College World Series on 100.7 The Score at 1240 today. First pitch at 1. It's uh, going to be a fantastic matchup. What, Tennessee and LSU? Is that right? Am I right on that? Today, uh, no, that's the second game. Oh, it's today. the first game. First game is TCU and ORU. Two, TCU and ORU, yeah. That's, yeah. So that's, we're looking forward to that uh, today, and that'll be a first pitch at 1, pregame at 1240. I, I got to tell you, I, I am a – I have been through my life a big fan of baseball and baseball announcers and and my earliest remembrance of what I wanted to be in life was a baseball announcer. Um and I I just really enjoy a good radio baseball broadcast. And these guys from Omaha, man, they they know their stuff. They're good. I mean, they mm-hmm. they know the kind of the nuances of the of the history of the College World Series and and sometimes there's a little inside baseball of, of some stuff, but I mean, who? Gosh, I, far be it for me to be critical of inside baseball stuff. Have you ever heard Baylor um, basketball and football play-by-play man, John uh, Morris? Yeah, a little bit. Okay, I swear the guys call him play-by-play is John Morris. Is that right? Yeah, but it's not. But, him. but it's not. It sounds but it's not. just like him. Anyway, these guys are these guys are really good. It's worth the listen, even you know. And and I mean, I. I couldn't give two nothings about any of these teams, although today the ORU TCU matchup is, I do find it very intriguing. It's, you know, I do find it, I'm very interested in it because of the, just the, the nature of all the kind of the back and forth uh, aspect of things. So anyway, that's, that's today. We'll have the Astros and the Mets, uh, game two of their series at 640. Astros lost last night to the Mets. A uh, good pitching matchup today with Justin Verlander going for the Mets against his old team, and this will be in Houston. And then tonight also, Rangers and the White Sox. Rangers look to, man, they just keep winning um, against teams they're supposed to beat, and the White Sox is one of those teams. They won last night. And they'll play tonight, 6.30, with first pitch just after 7. Hey, we want to tell you about something we have going on here uh, within our company, within Raymar Communications and our radio stations. Uh, obviously, in the news last week was the, the devastating uh, tornado in Perryton. And, you know, even though many of us may not have been here when the city of Lubbock was hit by a tornado in 1970, obviously we're in a part of town, downtown, that was devastated um, that night. And a lot of people, you know, came to the aid of Lubbock. And I'll bet you, I'll bet you some folks from Perryton came to the aid of Lubbock. And so we want to encourage you to join us in, in lending a helping hand uh, for the community of Perryton, help lift up the community of Perryton and be a part of our West Texas Cares for Perryton campaign. Uh, go by any of the First United Bank locations and they'll take your monetary donations. You know, at this point in time, they've probably got the supplies they needed in terms of water and basic food and things like that. They're going to need clothes. But the main thing that a lot of these folks are going to need is cash. I mean, just cash. Yeah. Cash is king. And so you can you can really help them the most by doing that. Uh, Lubbock has always been a community that cares for others, and now another West Texas community has experienced a devastating tornado. We encourage you to show our neighbors in Perryton just how West Texas cares for Perryton. So if you have an opportunity today to go by First United Bank, uh, they will uh, take your check or take your cash, 
and uh, put it to good use. So if you can uh, do that Absolutely. today, that would be be great to help them out. Seven uh, nineteen this morning here on the morning drive. All right, so we I gave you the predictions of the for the Big Twelve uh, for this guy for Texas Tech and the win total nine and three. Uh, give me a. School. Did he have us playing in the Big Twelve championship game or no? No, that was just that was that was AD's speculation that if you're nine and two going into that game and you're you know you're, you that there's a possibility that you're playing for contention to be a, mm-hmm. to be going into the, the just the, kind of how it all works out right. Yeah. Yeah. So give me a give me a team that you'd like to know what he says um, wins and losses about. Um, give me TCU. Okay, let me scroll down here to. TCU. All right, TCU, he has them, take a wild guess how many losses that he has for them for. Four. Four, that's correct. Um, you want to take a wild guess at the losses? One Texas you know, Tech. One you know is Texas Tech, right? <laughs> um, Texas? Texas? Nope, has them... They don't play Texas, so oh, they don't play Texas. Yeah, so that's it's a bit unfair because of how the schedule is. So let me, I'll just give it to you. Thank you. They, they, well, I, was trying, I was trying to make, play a little guessing game here, but it makes it. But you know I'm terrible at it. Well, I'm not trying to make it. I'm not trying to do that to you. Uh, they have losses at Iowa State, which I guess going to Iowa State is just. I guess it's hard. I don't know. Uh, at case at K State at Texas Tech and then at home against Baylor. Okay. Okay, uh, they have them beating Colorado, beating Nichols, winning at Houston, beating SMU, West Virginia, BYU, Texas, and at Oklahoma. All right, how about Baylor? Okay, Baylor's at the at the top here. I think he went in alphabetic order because Baylor's at the top. They're the B. Uh, <laughs> he has them losing to Utah, Texas. It's wild that the Baylor plays. Utah, because they could be a conference foe soon. Could be. Okay, could be. Uh, has some well, they've been playing BYU for the last two years, and they could be a conference team soon too. Well, they are, but they're not I playing. Know. They're not playing them this year. <laughs> okay. Um, you think that's why they're not playing them this year? Because they just played them in non-conference play. That's uh, that would make a lot of sense. But yeah. then, why are we playing Houston? See, that's that kills that point. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Then why are we playing Houston? Okay, so he has them losing to Utah, Texas, at UCF, and at K-State. So he has them winning Four. eight. Yeah. So let's look at... Uh, everybody in the Big 12 is going to be good. I know, right? So let's look at let's look at K-State and see what he has for uh, K-State. He has K-State losing just two games at Texas Tech and at Texas. Ten okay. and two, that's... So I'm guessing he's got the Longhorns at ten and two as well. Yeah, he has K State. Uh, let's see, winning at Oklahoma State, winning at Kansas. Uh, they've done that for the last thirty years. Um, beating Iowa State, beating Houston, beating man. That's a pretty easy. Okay, this is a relatively easy Big Twelve schedule for K State. At Oklahoma State, TCU at home, Houston at home, Baylor at home, at Kansas, and Iowa State at home. That's a pretty that kind of rivals the old Big 12 North and South kind of competition levels. Yeah, if you want to see easy schedule, go look at Oklahoma State's. Okay. Well, let me uh, – what did you want? You wanted Texas? Yeah. Okay. Plus, it sounds like he has them with at least 10 wins. 
Texas, he has them with 10 wins. He has them losing. Listen to this. He has them losing at Houston and at TCU. Okay. Okay. So he, he has them winning. They also play Wyoming. Okay. He has them playing at Baylor, uh, winning at Baylor, at home against Kansas, at home against Oklahoma. Well, that's Dallas, right? He has them beating at BYU in Austin, K-State in Austin, winning at Iowa State, and beating Texas Tech at home. be interesting to see what kind of quarterback play they get from Quinn Ewers, and can he stay healthy? You know, we got Arch Manning in the – but it doesn't appear that he's quite ready yet. Yeah, it looks like it's Ewers' job for now. For now. For now. Um, no. Who else, who else oh. did you want? And I just mentioned that Oklahoma State has oh, Oklahoma State. Let me get to, yeah, year. let me get to that. Uh, Oklahoma State, here's, here's what he has, though. He has them losing at Iowa State, at home to K-State, at UCF, and losing at Houston. So he has them... Eight and four. Eight and four. Yeah, like and everybody's gonna be everybody's gonna be great, Jamie. Mm-hmm. What about Houston? Is anybody gonna be bad? Yeah. No, Houston I mean, he has mentioned Iowa State winning more games than they well, won last year, it feels like. He has Houston losing to TCU at Tech, at K State, at Baylor, at home against Cincinnati, and at UCF. If if they if they lose that number of games, one, two, three. Six and six. Six and six. That that's not going to bode well for Dana Holgerson. Compared to the level of competition he's been playing, that would be a jump up. <sighs> Did they make a bowl game last year? Yes. Yes. Yeah, but here's here's the thing. He's used to playing those two hard games in September, and then it's cupcakes after that. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right. What'd you come up with? All right, Chuck, Jeff, and our fine listening audience, including Steve, that we met yesterday. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. We talked about Steve yesterday. Steve. Drives one of the city bus buses, the small buses. It's my new goal. Every time Chuck tells us a new name, mm-hmm. then I'm going to include him okay. in the question of All the right. day the next day. Okay, so in the history of Texas Tech football, feels like there's been plenty of years where there was a game in there you should have won and you didn't, mm-hmm. and a game in there you should have lost and you, you won. Okay. And that's always been fun. Right. And head scratching and frustrating all at the same sure, time. Sure. Right. Okay. But it's who we were, and we were okay with Because <laughs> so, we were even. It was one and one. So two, two-parter, and mm-hmm. I think the second parter is, is going to be tough to answer. But the first part is, who is the, the game that you think, man, we... I think everybody th- feels like this one's a win, but I don't think it's that easy, and it could be a loss. And then the second one, is there a game out there that you look at it and say, oh, man, everybody thinks we're going to lose this one, but I think we're going to win. Okay. Um, the, the the game that comes – the first game that fl- flew into my mind, the game that everybody thinks that we're going to win, that we could lose, right? Is that That's the question? Yeah. Uh, I think it's November 2nd against TCU. Okay. And because I mean it's a it's a Thursday night. It's going to be you're going to have basically an exclusive on college football that night. It'll be the the biggest game 
uh, of the college game that night. I don't know what the NFL game is going to look like, but it won't matter because we're going to be on first, and it's going to be a complete focus. It's going to be just hopefully, you know, a big atmosphere. So I think everybody's going to walk into that game going, we're going to win this game. Okay. And then, but you're nervous about it. Yeah, because I mean, I you know, I think you could, um, because you don't know what you know what you're going to look like then. I mean, are you going to are you how healthy are you going to be? You know, is TCU going to be on a roll like they were a year ago? Do they do they kind of are they full of confidence and momentum? You know, all the all the I just think that that's a game that you're going to go. Okay, we're going to win that game because it's Thursday night. It's home. It's night game. It's Jones Stadium. Feel like it. Everything's going your way, all right? Okay. Um, and then the other one was a game that you could lose or that people feel like you're going to lose? No, that you think we could win. That, that I think we could win. It's like, who's going to be our upset win? Well, I, I'm going to say Oregon early on because um, e- even though you, it's at home, it's a night game, it's your first home game. I think it's, I mean, it's a huge, huge test um, against a, a program that has obviously done extremely well in their conference. It's played on big bowl games, blah, 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 blah. And so this this is as big a non-conference game as you've had in quite some time. Jeff? Okay, game that I'm, I hear a lot of people saying, I think you're going to win, and I'm not quite sold on it is at BYU on October 21st. Uh, I haven't watched a lot of BYU football, but I know and respect their program enough that I'm not ready to just chuck them into the win category. I feel like a lot of people are scared about that game. Somebody right off the chat line says that at BYU feels like it's a massive trap game. Just what you just said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the flip side of that, though, of a game that I think we could win, like a legitimate shot, Baylor. Haven't had just a ton of success against them, and obviously last year was a prime example of that, and people are just automatically chalking that one up as a loss. Then I'm like, I'm, I, I expect it to be a loss, but I could absolutely see that going the other direction. I think it's a lot closer than some people are giving it credit for. Okay. I like all your answers. I, I don't really like Chuck's answer about TCU because I really don't want us to lose that one. No, I understand, <laughs> but I mean, I think you're going to walk into that game with a lot of confidence. Okay, so um, you're going to think that I've metamorphosed into Chuck here. Okay, um, I think the game that scares me that everybody's like, oh, that's a gimme, is Kansas. And it's because I just think their offense is going to be really, really good. Their quarterback's really good. You go on the road and you, you, I mean, you run across a team that is scoring a bunch of points and you just never know. You get into a shootout, you just never know. And so, you know, you turn the ball over a couple times and next thing you know, you're losing, you know, 54 to 46, you know, when you get in one of those shootouts. And so, man, that that's one that I feel like, oh, you're way more talented than they are, but just on the road with a really good offense, kind of like what we used to be, okay, when mm-hmm. people would come here. And it was like, okay, well, we're bit way better than them. But, man, if their offense gets rolling, that scares me. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put Kansas there. And I, I think the game that, you know, many people have us chalked up as a loss that I, I think that we, we could very well win this year is Kansas State at home. 
Okay, playing at home, I, I do think is a big deal, and um, I I just think that Kansas State's a, a good football, a really good football team. I expect them to be in the Big Twelve uh, championship game, but I don't think they're just so talented that you can't take them down. I bet that'll be a great atmosphere for that game in October and uh, October fourteenth, and um, I think the Red Raiders have a great shot in that one. I'm way more nervous about. Like at Texas, I look at that one as like, man, that's going to be hard to win. Mm-hmm. At Baylor, I think, man, that's going to be hard to win. But home against Kansas State, I feel, I feel like you got a better shot than most are giving you. Okay, All so right. I got the two Kansas schools on my list. Okay, that's sh- a little shocking. <laughs> Seven thirty-seven this morning here on the morning drive. If you have an opinion on that, hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to the Double T ninety-seven three mobile app. It's presented by Happy State Bank. Speaking of Kansas, I mean, they have this guy from CBS Sports has KU winning five games. Um, and, I mean, their their conference schedule is – I mean, it's tough. They, they have to play both Texas and Oklahoma. They have to play at Oklahoma State. Uh, they play K-State. They have to play Texas Tech. And at Iowa State, Tech is at, is at uh, Lawrence this year. Probably be an 11 a.m. kickoff, blah, blah, blah. Although the 11 a.m. kickoffs now become like primetime, so it'll probably be a night game. In Lawrence. And you always say, if it's a road game, you want the 11 a.m. You, you want the 11 a.m. So yeah. don't be dropping your negative connotations over there. <laughs> okay. You should be pumping your fist over pumping there. Pumping my fist for an 11 a.m. <laughs> 11 a.m. game there in uh, in Larryville. Um, and then they, they... Larryville? Yeah, River City. They call it Larryville, R- River City. Yeah. Larryville. Yeah. Never heard it. Larryville. Larryville. Yeah, some people call it Larryville because <laughs> Lawrence, Larryville. Lawrence, okay. <laughs> but, you know, River City, because there's a call river runs through it, right by it. <laughs> a river runs through it. They should make a movie about that place. Oh, right. Yeah, I've been to Missoula, where the river ran through. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. You would have been, you would have liked that, uh, you'd have liked that trip going to Missoula, Montana. I mean, it's, I didn't do any hiking at all. I would love to be in Montana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, uh, uh, KU also plays uh, Missouri State at Nevada, uh, UCF, BYU, and at Cincinnati. So it feels like, feels like they, uh, feels, feels, feels like it's pretty tough schedule. So, uh, 7.39 this morning on the morning drive. Um, uh, Raiders dad says this, that writer has us losing to BYU with BYU going four and eight. That would feel like a leech era Colorado loss. Mm, fair. Man. Saw lots of those. Yeah. Back to back years. Oh, six, oh, seven. Colorado is to Mike Leach what Kansas State has been the last decade to tech fans. I don't know. This, this, those just, you took, you took better teams against that team and lost. You you it, you could shoot yourself in the foot in a mm-hmm. num- number of ways against Colorado under Mike Leach and then again Tech with Kansas State right now. It's not that they're better; they have been had some good teams. Like mm-hmm. let's give Kansas State some credit here; they've had some good solid teams over there. But you have continued to find ways to ruin your chances to win that game more yeah. than them just beating you. Uh, Andrew writes in. I really don't understand the scary outlook on BYU. Is that is that just is that the fear of the unknown there? Well, I think they've been a good team and they've played a tough schedule before. It feels like you know they're used to battling you know quality power five schools. 
Um, it does it does feel like just from what I've read that they're going to be a little bit down this year, so that gives me hope. Okay. But there's, I think that's fair to say there's a little fear of the unknown for all of the new teams, right? I don't yeah. think UCF is going to be a pushover either. No. I do think Cincinnati's not going to be good. Yeah. Uh, somebody says this game we should win but could lose is Houston, especially against a mo- motivated Donovan Smith. Yeah. That, there you go. That, 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 there could be something to that said there. Yeah. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Okay, so we have to listen carefully to Jeff right now because he's going to tell us something, and then we can either say you're right about that or you're wrong about that. I always listen carefully. I mean, sometimes I have to tell myself to really, okay, you need to focus, really listen here, buckle down, buddy boy, all, the, down. all those things. Well, Chuck, you're going to like this because it's about the NFL. Okay. Um, if I were to say right now, Dak Prescott is a top 10 quarterback, I think we'd all agree with that. I, I don't know. That I'm many- not going to agree with that. Okay. So Chuck has already told me I'm wrong, but he might then tell me that I'm right here to admit it. Okay. So I have double crossed you. See what I did there. When I put this list together, as much as I am frustrated with Dak Prescott, I've got him in my top 10. Patrick Mahomes, obviously number one. Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence. And then I'm kind of running out. Justin Herbert? and I guess I'm. Yeah. Um, Way over Dak. And then I'm kind of looking at that next tier. I feel like Dak is at the top of the next tier of quarterbacks because of his ability to put yardage up and scores up. So in that next group, you got Dak, you've got Deshaun Watson, Brock Purdy, Kirk Cousins kind of area, right? That puts Dak at number nine. Yeah, I'm not putting Brock up there, but okay. I'm listening. Here's where you're going to tell me I'm wrong. If Dak is there at num- at around nine, with the influx of talent at quarterback, with the rookies and uh, one of them will step up, and the people behind him that I have not mentioned yet, like Daniel Jones, Jimmy G, Russell Wilson, if he figures it out, Matt Stafford, if he turns things around, Tua, if he can continue his rise that he had with Miami at the end of the season last year. Dak Prescott is one season away from falling out of the top 10 permanently. Of being in the top 10 quarterback conversation. One season. One bad season. Not even average. One bad season away. Okay. Do you have him in a... Is he a top 10 quarterback in your mind, Jamie? I have him right there. I mean, in that that mix, you could probably go anywhere from 8 to 12, and I wouldn't argue too hard against you. Okay. 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 Uh, In this this particular list, I'm not going to bore you with the top... Seven, but I'll just say this list from NFL.com. Jared Goff is eight. Geno Smith is nine. This is based on last year's stats. Dak is ten. Brady, who's now retired, was eleven. Lamar Jackson is twelve. I, I would I would take Lamar Jackson over Dak. I don't think I would. Okay. 
Would you take um, Aaron Rodgers over Dak right now? I mean, right now for one season, for this season, yes. Yeah. I'll take Aaron Rodgers. If I could have traded Green Bay to get Aaron Rodgers, I would have done it in a heartbeat. And I think the Green, Green Bay might have done the same. But with the Jets, they're not making that trade with them signing Aaron Rodgers now or trading for him. Sure. I like, like some of this is the would I trade this guy for that guy? Okay. So my my way of looking at this, Chuck, mm-hmm. Jeff, Steve, and the rest of our fine listening audience, is that for Jeff to say He's one season away from falling out permanently. You got to look at the guys in front of him and say, "Oh, are, is is Dak going to jump them at any point?" Okay. And so, I mean, is he going to jump Mahomes? No. Is he going to jump Allen or Burrow? No. Or Herbert? No. In my opinion, Rodgers. The only thing way he could jump Rodgers is Rodgers retires. Right. Okay. Rodgers is, I mean, an all-time great. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, Jalen Hurts. I don't see it happening. And and I was kind of a Jalen Hurts doubter a little bit. Um, but the back-to-back seasons that he's put together, mm-hmm. I, I don't think he's going to How jump. about Trevor Lawrence? Uh, I, I think Lawrence is – right now they might be equal, but I think Lawrence has the bigger upside. Mm-hmm. Okay, It kind of feels like he's starting to get it together. And you kind of look at the team and the coaching, everything that's going on there. It looks like, looks like they're uh, they're – organizationally much better, which means he's going to have a really a chance to thrive in that. Yeah, and I, I don't know what to think about Tua. Deshaun Watson is clearly a really talented quarterback. Um, so if, if we're just looking straight up talent, I think I probably would take Deshaun over Dak Prescott, but I'll take Dak's character over Deshaun any day. Mm-hmm. Um is he a year away from falling out of the top 10 permanently? I'm going to say no. Okay. And I'm going to say that you are wrong because I don't expect Dak to have a bad year. If that makes sense. He's, he's got good weapons around him. Um, I think this should be a good Cowboys team this year. They may not be better than the Eagles. It's yet to be determined. feels like the Eagles had a great draft and they were obviously really good last year. Um, but I, I think Dak hangs around in that spot. I th- I, th- I think he's he's still around there at nine, ten, eleven. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say you're wrong. I'm gonna say you're right. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna say you're right because I don't have him in the top ten. He's not in my top ten right now. If he has a good season, he will be in the top ten. I don't even think he has to have a great season. I think if he has a good season, but I think if he has a bad season, um. And I, I what's the... going to push him into the top ten? Is it numbers or is it wins? Wins, because he's had numbers, both and, positive and, and just, negative. And I just don't think it's ever going to happen. I, I want to see him put the team on his back, and I just don't know. I just don't know. If, I just don't know if he's. I don't so know if you're going to win a game because of him. Just for funsies, mm-hmm. tell me your the guys that you would put in front of him or I'll ask you okay we know Mahomes Burrow Allen yeah 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 uh Rodgers you seemed questionable about Justin Herbert no 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 I was I I, I was thinking of I I, I had the wrong quarterback in my head Bobby Hebert no 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 (laughs) okay Uh, Lamar Jackson I I would put Lamar Jackson ahead of ahead of Dak yeah Jalen Hurts 
I would, yes. Okay, so that's seven right there. Trevor Lawrence? Yes. It's eight. How about Kirk Cousins? I thought about that. I in here because in, in this NFL list they have just I mean they have the usual suspects that you mentioned. They have Goff at Jared Goff at eight. I don't think I would. I don't think I would take Goff over over Dak. Um, I think Cousins is a push. I don't I, know I, that you improve if you swap those two. Out. I think that's fair. I, and I and I certainly I certainly don't think Geno Smith. No, I think that's a one hit wonder there for him. So the guys that I would. I would I would take Lamar Jackson over Dak. Does Russell Wilson I, ever get back into this conversation? <sighs> I mean, that was pretty bad last year, but I don't know. He was really good at one point, not too I've, long ago. I feel like he really benefited from a great defense and some really good and Marshawn Lynch and there, he had a lot of weapons that he benefited from. But when he's got to do it all, when he's got to, when it's got to be more on him than not on him, and he kind of becomes Dak. Yeah. I don't know. If he wasn't a, a Bronco, would you weapons? consider moving him up? No, the, 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 the Bronco <laughs> deal has nothing to do with it. I think his size has something to do with it. And I just think he's faltered. I mean, gotten older and is not yeah, as good anymore. He's broken down. Yeah, I might take. I, I, I think the upside for Justin Fields would be uh, more than Dak. I think a wild card here. Yeah, I, that could be, but I'm not ready to say that until we see more from Justin Fields. A big wild card here for somebody who could do a huge jump would be Jimmy G if he can stay healthy. He can't stay healthy. I said if. I, I think he's more talented than Dak, but he hasn't been able to stay on the field. Mm-hmm. If um, he could stay healthy in Oakland, or I'm like, sorry, in Las Vegas. Feels like he just takes care of the ball better than Dak does. Yeah. You know, the, That's a big thing. I mean, this, I mean, this really. I mean, the numbers are decent for Dak Prescott. It all boils down to can you, can you take your team deep into the playoffs? Can you carry a team? Are, are you a difference maker? And I mean, he just to me, he's a good NFL quarterback. He's, I mean, he is not bad. He is not the problem with the Cowboys. He's just not worth the kind of money that he's getting paid compared to others and you, because of it you're just you're not it if you're gonna pay that much you better be a difference maker you better be burrow or mahomes and and he's not he's not and um, and i think that's gonna kill the cowboys during his tenure i'll be real curious to see what the uh, green bay quarterback does and i think i agree with this this is where i was headed considering what uh, Urban Meyer did to the to Jacksonville. I think Trevor Lawrence deserves more credit than he gets for helping the Jags make the play, playoffs last year. By the end of this season, I think Lawrence will be right outside the top five. Maybe I, so. I, I, I agree with that. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at DoubleT97.3.com.